You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> there is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a Bush. Adult film stars Matt Hamilton. We are moving time slots from 2 to 4 to 4 to 6 on ESPN Madison. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Yeah, it is. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what you all expect me to do <laughs> and freak out. That's not what today's about. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush by Coors Light. I was crushing Coors Light probably a different way than most of you were crushing Coors Light. <laughs> I bet you were. On Sunday, in fact, the entire Rutledge family was crushing Coors Light uh, differently than uh, normal on a Sunday. By the entire family, I mean my parents were over, uh, and my brother and my sister-in-law were over. I gave them all hugs when they like, left. I thought Bears losses meant like Rutledge kids get Coors or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you meant by that. The whole Rutledge family. Honestly, to keep it to keep it safe, it's it's only wins. <laughs> it only happens a few Three times, times a year. Yeah, it's a very sober household. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We are live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Primetime Wollersheim behind the glass. Yep, our first ever debut, boys. Uh, you brought it. Time. You brought it right away. That was very much Alex Strofe-esque uh, vocabulary there. Our first ever, our first ever debut. But if you are new to the show, which I feel like you know Matt Hamilton. He's an Olympic curler. He won a gold medal once a long, long time, long ago. time ago. He finished fourth in the last Olympics. Uh, he's a world champion, and he's a diehard Packer fan. If you tune in right now on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, at Jim and Matt, you'll see Matt Hamilton in his tie-dye G hat and his uh, awesome, uh, he's got the whole bibs on, the yep. overalls, <laughs> and he's got his Coors Light shirt. So Matt Hamilton ready to roll today. I am Jim Rutledge. You can call in today if you are new. <laughs> I've been on the air here for 16 years, but I'm a Bears fan. You can call in and make fun of me, 844-770-3776. The phone lines are open. The text line is open. You the can make fun of me. The floodgates are open. The floodgates are open. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Don't tell me this isn't a rivalry. I had people I feel like I hadn't talked to since middle school were texting me <laughs> about this game. So uh, it, it's definitely still got some juice to it. But 844-770-3776, if you want to get into the show, you can make fun of me. It's also an overreaction Monday. So we're just going to overreact to the Packers' victory over the Bears. It had to feel good. New era. It had to feel great for the Packers. And I have some thoughts. They're all positive about the Packers. Not much negative you can say about the Packers. But Matt Hamilton, you <laughs> are a Aaron Rodgers stan. Yep, yep. You were dubious of Jordan Love and Goody and LaFleur. Mm-hmm. It's overreaction Monday. How are you feeling? Honestly, I could I could not be happier. I'm going to be honest. This was a fantastic uh What'd you say? Coming out party for Jordan Love. Welcome to uh, your first real legit shot at starting as a quarterback. 
You couldn't have asked for much more out of the guy. He played fantastic. He was efficient. The rest of the team around him, a lot of the skill position uh, players played amazing. I think what what it was for me is we had this offseason, no football being played. All there was was question marks and speculation. We got to the preseason. We saw two drives. So I'm like, Jordan Love, he's in practice all week throwing together that same two-drive sequence uh, in these preseason games. I want to see what happens when we're not on script. Things don't go according to plan. What's going to happen to Jordan Love in those situations? Game one of a, of the regular season, Jordan Love gets every snap of the game, at least you assume, until, uh, until we start uh, really taking the lead on the Bears. But Jordan Love was fantastic. And th- what basically what I'm getting at is this game right here and the fact that he was able to go out there and do that reminded me that yes as much as I enjoyed Aaron Rodgers like I'm still a Packer fan. It was it was so fun to cheer for the green and gold and have you know there was expectation of uh, a a team that might be pretty good here but there was also a lot of question marks behind it so like the excitement, the butterflies that were going through my belly when the kickoff was happening and leading up to this game, this was this was massive for me and my, my Packer fandom. I've spent 30 years under this beautiful golden umbrella of amazing quarterback play, and now I thought I stepped out from under it. I might have, but at least for the first game of this season, Jordan Love kept me nice and dry under that uh, that golden, beautiful shield of gold, uh, great quarterbacks here in Green Bay. So I'm pretty stoked on it. It might be an overreaction, but that's what we're here for, Overreaction Mondays. Uh, Jordan Love, give him the MVP now. <laughs> what are we playing the rest of the season for? Let's just we go will to the get playoffs. to our overreaction Monday question in a minute. Uh, brought to you by Iron Jock. Matt Hamilton, you normally wear Iron Jock, and you're normally so fresh and so clean. I don't know if I like your your color your color scheme of <laughs> peas and uh, pea, but you know what? <laughs> you are always looking good when you wear an Iron Jock. That's right, Jim. That's because Iron Jock has that state of the art silver ion technology that keeps you feeling fresh and keeps you smelling fresh for as long as you'll own the garment. The secret unsung hero of the Iron Jock line is their socks, Jim. You can't tell, but I am wearing my Iron Jock socks because. Again, this silver iron technology. They're the best. It's got elastic in the right places. This is a nice sock that holds up for a while. I've been really trying to preach it lately. The best part about Iron Jack, though, is they're a local company. They're a Wisconsin-based company, and they provide the highest quality fabrics and construction designed for an active and comfortable fit. You can go to ironjock.com right now to get your Iron Jock apparel. That's ironjoc.com. Iron Jock. It's what's inside that matters. Get into the show. 844-770-3776. Rutledge is an idiot guy. Eight chimes in. That's right. There's eight of them. You can be number nine <laughs> if you want to get new to the show. Uh, again, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Normally, we've been on two to four. Now we are four to six. He says there's absolutely no reason why Love can't do what Rodgers did last year. Rodgers had a very pedestrian numbers at the end of the year. Eat crow both of y'all uh, on an overreaction Monday. Now, technically, Rodgers owned the Chicago Bears, so Love didn't do anything yesterday that Rodgers didn't do with the Packers. But you know what? Talk your talk. Uh, Rutledge is a neat guy. You've earned it. Mike the Postman chiming in. I'm just here for a Rutledge rant. Get after it, Jim. I'll be honest. I'm a little bit too... I have a lot of rants, but they're all at the Bears. So I don't... And I'm not saying the Bears beat themselves. I'm just saying that most of my anger is directed at the Chicago Bears. I will say this. Credit 
and we'll get through all this, but credit through to the offensive and shout out to my friends Tarek Salah and Derek Engler I used to do in the trenches with. <laughs> that game was won in the trenches. Oh yeah. Pro Football Focus said that the Bears got pressure less than six percent of the time on Jordan Love as far as drop back snaps, passes attempts for Jordan Love. That is the lowest in the NFL for any team since twenty twenty one. So huh. Jordan Love had the cleanest pocket that anyone has had in two years. And on the road, so lots of credit to the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers. And their defensive line was second only to Dallas. And if anyone watched as much as they could of that (laughs) That slacking of the Giants, Dallas outperformed the Packers by one on pressures on on Justin Fields. So those lines were spectacular. So my rant, Mike the Postman, is... I hate everyone in the trenches on the Chicago Bears this morning. <laughs> Eric and Madison chimes in. JL's new floor might be Trubisky. Ceiling is dot, dot, dot. We don't know. And I'll yeah. tell you what, and we'll, we'll work through all these. Jordan Love looks, he, he can make the plays. This is not, and this is not a knock on him. He can make the simple plays. When they block for him and he can make that throw, and I'm not saying he can't make the spectacular throws, but there's a lot of quarterbacks that can't make the layups. He made the layups. I mean, he threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage to Aaron Jones, but he made that throw on the money, and Aaron Jones took it. And, and sold it. And sold that it, was the, yes. That what I thought was the real trick of that play, is he rounded out like that, and the way he was – he just turned and, like, yes. threw his body, like, in the air. He was trying to sell that he was going left, and when he threw, turned around and threw that to the, uh, to the right, that was a pretty athletic move. But absolutely, to your point, he sold it. Very well, and then Aaron Jones did the heavy he lifting. Played, and that's not, again, that's not a knock on luck. He's 50, playing with a lot of confidence. 50-yard play there? But then the other one, I mean, shortly after that, Jones' touchdown. They ran an easy circle route, and T.J. Edwards, former Badger, couldn't keep up with Jones. Jones took it to the house. Very 49ers-esque is the Packer, is the vibe I got from the Packers yesterday. So maybe his ceiling's Jimmy G, maybe it's Brock Purdy. We don't even know what Brock Purdy is. But to me, that whole Packers team, we'll talk about it. This is a compliment. They really felt like I was watching the 49ers. And that's a compliment because LaFleur is a Shanahan disciple, and the 49ers are one of the most consistent teams in the NFL winning without elite quarterback play, which is hard to do. But most teams have to win without elite quarterback play. And by elite, I mean Mahomes, Rodgers most years, and then a few others. Maybe Burrow, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Dave, the Deerfield idiot, chimes in. Congrats, guys. I'm going to bring a pizza when you get settled in in a couple weeks. Please do. And you can sit in here and have a Coors Light with us during a commercial break. Uh, Dave in Deerfield, who wants to get lunch, he's going to bring lunch to us. 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We are now 4-6. to six. Matt Hamilton, diehard Packer fan. I am a diehard stupid Bears fan after that game. <laughs> so you can chime in and give me crap if you'd like. 844-770-3776. I can be the straw man. I can be the bad guy. and I can be the Bear fan in your life that you want to make fun of today. Because I don't got a lot to say. I, I honestly don't know if the Packers are that good or if the Bears are that bad or some mix of both. But what I do know is the Bears got their butts kicked and it was bad. I'm not freaking out about it because it's one week, and it's still not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I think we still need to understand the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, but I will say this. It's a, it's a, it's a crappy Monday. I almost swore. It is a crappy Monday. Uh, that is for sure. But I'm in a good mood because we are now 4-6. to six, But it is overreaction Monday, so you also can chime in with your overreaction on the Green Bay Packers victory, 844-770-3776. Primetime Wallersheim, let's post this as our first overreaction 
Poll question presented by Iron Jock at ESPN Madison. Will Jordan Love have a better career than Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers? Overreaction Monday, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> no doubt. You got it? You yeah, think he's going to do it? I think he's going to do it. Right now we're playing Overreaction Monday. That was a great start. I don't know if Jordan Love is going to be of that level, but this is a very good start for Jordan Love to be the starting quarterback for the Packers for a very long time. I can't believe I'm going to say this because I was hesitant, but I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid. I've taken a sip, and that Jordan Love Kool-Aid tastes delicious. I think I'm ready to jump on that, uh, that bandwagon. I don't blame you. I do not blame you. Why not enjoy... Uh, the victory as much as you can. Tim and Oregon chimes in. Jim, the Packers have an asterisk attached to the game. The Bears were missing their quarterback. Tim and Oregon, I don't know, uh, because I don't know if I saw a throw from Justin Fields that did not have a Packer player draped all over him, and that is a credit to the Packers' defensive line. Maybe the Bears' offensive line stinks. I mean, their two sacks came when they just didn't block Van Ness or Wyatt. That's kind of a problem usually. Usually. But Hey, those guys made plays, so all the credit to those guys on the Packers' defensive line. 608 chimes in, and please share your name, 608, so we can uh, share your name with uh, everyone else yeah. as it goes along here. But the way Jordan Love played Sunday, he makes Mark from New, New Berlin look like a genius. Uh, that's a reference <laughs> to Scalzo and Brust. Yeah, he uh, that Mark from New Berlin sure does uh, sure was on that Jordan Love train immediately. He was. Oh, uh, then you have uh, we'll get to Donna Madison in a second. Ted in Evansville says not the better QB, but more Super Bowl wins. We will take your overreactions. Whoa, I love that on the Packers victory over the Bears. We are asking you our overreaction Iron Jack poll question of the day: Will Jordan Love have a better career? With the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, you can define that however you want. Donna Madison, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Hey, so I just kind of want to temper the whole like Packers win. I, I'm a Packers fan. Uh, Jordan Love played great. They, they had a lot of offensive protection. But I, I want to talk about one specific play that defines why, why I think it, it's more the Bears are just not good. <laughs> and the Packers, you know, is, is literally that play – that happened wherever it's like, oh my god, I cannot believe he fumbled the ball, and then he. If that was San Francisco, that would have been a fumble touchdown by San Francisco, right? Oh, I the mean, one that, where the difference where Love between, fumbled and then fu- where, threw yeah. it to Musgrave, right, and then he turned around and threw it to Musgrave, right? Yes, that never would have happened if that was San Francisco. <laughs> if the be- best case scenario, he would have fallen on the ball. That's all that would have happened, right? But you know, again, so that's what I mean. Like we, we really haven't seen. I, I'm I'm ecstatic about the game. It was a lot of fun to make fun of my Bears fans. You know, I have a lot of friends that are Bears fans. But uh, you know, I, I'm still tempered. I mean, you know, we need five or six games to really think. You know, he uh, he's the next coming, right? Um, but he he made all the great, you know, all the good throws. I would only say maybe. The only thing I saw that was kind of was weak on him was some of his deeper passes were, and that might have been the receivers. Actually, they were talking about that where it looked like they didn't run the right route um, on a couple of them, like when Musgrave was wide wide open, but <clears throat> you know, um, Love like overthrew him by ten yards or something like that. Right. Um, it looked like he just didn't turn right when he was supposed to. Um, so you know, I, but it was a fantastic. It was a a fantastic game. So yeah, Don, thanks for the call. Appreciate you calling and giving us a shot. Uh, Donnie from DeForest. That times. is not. First of all, can I just point out? Like, I appreciate you calling in, but that is not overreaction Monday. 
<laughs> I am cool with tampering expectations on Tuesday. Hey, tampering Tuesday. <laughs> tampering tampering expectations expectation Tuesday. Tuesday. But Monday is overreaction now, Don. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Donnie from the Forest Times in overreaction Monday. Monday, it's funny to hear... Packer fans brag about beating the Bears, but in the same breath, talk about how bad they are. So what's the big deal that love you had a good game? Wait till he plays a good team. I still believe until week four is when <laughs> then you could talk about if a team is good or bad. I agree. Like, yes, we don't know about Jordan. Like week four, I said yeah. that Jordan Love should look really good to start. Because he's been, he's and no been, one's got tape on him yet, right? He, he's been in the league longer than Justin Fields. Nobody has tape on him. He's had the same offensive coordinator and head coach since the second he got in the league. He has an elite offensive line, and all he has to do is just get the ball to playmakers. What we don't know what will happen. That's not his fault. Like he did exactly what was asked of him, and he made the plays he had to make. And you should be excited because. He looks like a guy who is, at the bare minimum, a capable NFL quarterback. You're right, Donnie. There are so many things to happen throughout. I still feel like, and that's why I use the 49ers as an example, Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, that type of quarterback, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, just get the ball to the playmakers, hand it off to your great... Think Hopefully of this, not Ryan Tannehill this weekend. Right, but think of <laughs> think of this offense that LaFleur ran in. He had Derrick Henry in the Titans. The 49ers, uh, they have Christian McCaffrey now. Uh, the Rams, they had Todd Gurley. This offense likes to have a really good offensive running back and playmaker out of the backfield than a tight end. Musgrave can be their kittle. Like, I mean, they're trying to put together what the 49ers had. Now, the defense, we don't know. Again, they held the Bears in check. Pat Madison did point out, like, Justin Fields only threw the ball more than 20 yards one time. He completed that throw. That's the number two defense in the league know, you're talking I don't about know right if now. That, I don't know if that's Luke Getze. I don't know if that's the Packers. With that many throws at or line, behind the line of scrimmage, and after the game, Justin Fields said that was the game plan. There was a lot of missed blocks by the Bears, a lot of blown up blocks by the Packers. So it could have been a... A really bad game plan for the Bears still doesn't matter. The Packers yeah. handled their business. Two things can be true: the Packers could have played well, and the Bears could have not played well. Right? And, and, and like, game plan, all that kind of stuff. One down but we're not doing that up. today. We're not doing that today. I just want overreactions today because look, that's what Mondays are for. Absolutely. Like my instant, not crazy overreaction is the Packers should likely be two and zero because they got Atlanta coming up next. Atlanta's not a good team. Yeah, they're going on the road, but they should, they should beat Atlanta. I, I hope so. Robin Madison says, I called it. I know you have the recording. Primetime Wildersheim, that is on you to find that recording. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. It is Overreaction Monday. Our Iron Jock overreaction question is, will Jordan Love have a better career than Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers? This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Now, 4-6, to six, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Overreaction Monday continues. This show is so spicy, we've already been banned on YouTube, Matt Hamilton. I <laughs> didn't take long. If you are, <laughs> you are just too... We got busted for uh, imitating Matt Hamilton. No, uh, we got... Uh, YouTube has flagged us. If you're trying to watch it on YouTube right now, they are saying that ESPN <laughs> Madison is imitating ESPN. Matt. ESPN is intimidating. Is, they are trying to be us. Yeah. <laughs> 
You said intimidate. I think you meant impersonate. Well, I stopped. Yeah, impersonate <laughs> us. When ESPN is trying to intimidate, they're like, well, "Hey, you know YouTube what? YouTube is the ESPN. trying to intimidate yes. ESPN Madison right now." He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, and we are live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We are taking your overreactions on a Monday. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Our first Iron Jock poll question on Overreaction Monday. So this is an overreaction poll question after watching the Bears. Get shellacked by Jordan Love, 38-20. to 20. Will he have a better career than Aaron Rodgers? 32% of you say yes, all gas, no brakes. 68% of you say no, pump, pump the brakes. <laughs> uh, we will uh, continue to take your calls on that. You also can chime in if you are new to the show. Matt Hamilton, obviously Mr. Wisconsin, Olympic gold medalist, diehard Packer fan. He's got his overalls on. He's got his tie-dye Packers hat. He is Packered out along with his Coors Light. Uh, Ryan Wollersheim, primetime Wollersheim behind the glass. And I am Jim Rutledge. I'm also a noted Bears fan. So if you want to call in and make fun <laughs> of me for that performance, you can. I, I, I disavow it. I disavow the Bears' performance. Everyone is so mean to me. Someone chimed in and said I should change teams. Uh, Christian Manitowoc Watch Waters chimed in and said I should change teams. He said, uh, I think his father-in-law switched to the Browns. If you were going to change teams, who would you go? It ain't going to be the Browns, I'll tell you that. I'm not rooting for Deshaun Watson here, now, or forever. So that ain't happening. But I will say this. You'd you'd go Chiefs, right? And to quote, yeah, and to quote the great Joachim Noah, Ain't nobody going to Cleveland on vacation. Like, <laughs> what are, we going, are, are the tires still on fire in Cleveland right now? I'm not going to Cleveland. I'm not rooting for Cleveland right now. That ain't happening. Uh, yeah, Chiefs. Uh, I, I love the Chiefs. I lo- it's not the same because it's not like that ingrained, indoctrinated fandom that right. you have as a Packer fan and I have as a Bears fan. But I've liked the Chiefs for a while. And Patrick Holmes, I loved him at Texas Tech. I wanted the Bears to take him. And a buddy of mine who was actually called out in a good way by Brett Favre in Brett Favre's Packer <laughs> retirement ceremony. Uh, Kale Kirby was a like an assistant to an assistant intern uh, with the Packers when Brett Favre was there, and he was uh, like an equipment guy. And when we were both in lacrosse together, and so he is now with the Chiefs. He is now a paid employee of the Chiefs, so he's there. I'm rooting for him. Our guy Melvin Gordon was with the Chiefs last year, so lots of reason to root for the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid. I mean, I hate Matt Nagy, obviously, but otherwise, <laughs> I do follow the Chiefs there. So that is my the team that gives me joy, uh, and the, and the, you gotta have a yin and a yang. And the, the team that brings you pain <laughs> yes, is the Bears. Yes, yes, it makes me who I my I've hardened my heart. It makes me who I am. It's like my origin story of yeah. like the joke or the dark night. I am the dark sports fan. Like I have no joy. Uh, because I'm a Bears fan. It is my origin story. <laughs> Just the Bears it. have shot my sports dreams down year after year, like the Joker did Bruce Wayne's family. Like, uh, it's just <laughs> what happens, I and mean, that just makes me who I am. You just beat me to it there, Jim. But the uh, the Chiefs fan in you will be happy to know that Chris Jones just ended his I saw that. the team. So, I mean, only, only way to go up for the Chiefs fans. But not only are you a uh, Bears fan though, Jim, but you're also a Badgers fan, and that's been tough. It, it has been tough. We're going to have Chris Orr to talk about that. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe it's just me. You, <laughs> I can't root for a team with a functional offense. Uh, Jake <laughs> Etcherton does chime in. As a Packer fan, I'd still rather have Fields because the game was about the Bears just being terribly built on the offensive line, and Jordan Love having the, f- the ability to throw the football and Fields having no time. I said this Interesting before. Interesting day. I think they're very different. And I said this yeah. before the show. 
I think if you, I cannot with a straight face say 100% that Justin Fields would do exactly what Jordan Love did and make all the layups with if he was just plucked out of the Packers and he had that right. offensive line, all his playmakers. But I can say with 100% certainty that Jordan Love would be worse with the Bears than Justin Fields was with the Bears. Because Jordan Love probably can't run for his life the way. Justin, Justin Fields, Fields, has, Fields the has the ability to make ability. these like deep Steph Curry three-pointers and these amazing slam dunks, but he misses a lot of layups. <laughs> yeah. And right now, Jordan Love has only been asked to make layups, and he's made them all. Right. So they're honestly two different players. Like One is a dynamic physical force that could change the league, but also could just be perennially a tease and right. just will show you flashes, and that's Justin Fields. Jordan Love looks like a guy who, hey, could be ball. like a Joe Burrow, but... Well, Joe Burrow is really high. I well, no, no, no. Brock Purdy is what well, I go with, but yeah. No, for sure. I'm saying yeah. like when, when you're looking at these players and you're looking at their elite comp, yep. I would say Jordan Love kind of has that Joe Burrow style play. Pocket passer, can get away, will use his feet, but not probably not his strength, not your forte. And then you have uh, Justin Fields, who's definitely kind of like a, a Lamar Jackson. Right, not, not there yet, but like that's like where his like ceiling or where you would like for him to trend. Yeah, right again, now, they're not there, but those are the they're very different passers. If I was going to rant, I'd rant on Luke Getze deciding that no longer <laughs> does he want to run the football with Jordan Love. Or, I mean, excuse me, with Justin, Justin Fields. Fields, he now just wants to try to turn him into Joe Burrow. So there's a lot of things I'm frustrated, and I'm not saying the Packers weren't part of it, but the Bears didn't do themselves any favors uh, as far as the way they blocked for Justin Fields, the way they didn't create more design runs, uh, the way that they did not allow their deep. Like they gave Jordan Love a short field immediately to start the game. You have a rookie quarterback, on, or not a rookie, but a, really a first year starter quarterback on the road, first NFL game. Why are you giving the ball at the 45 yard line? 40. Like, 40 yard line. So, how about you just punt it back and make him go to the length of the field? So, there's a million things, but I don't want to do any of that today because it isn't about that. One, it's an overreaction Monday, 844 770 3776. Call in and give us your overreactions on the Green Bay Packers. But this is about the Packers kicking the snout out of the Bears. Were the Bears complicit? In their ass kicking, absolutely. Yeah, but the, but the Packers, <laughs> the Packers still did it. Yes, Jordan, may I have some more? <laughs> like they may have, like tied one hand behind their back and like helped the Packers beat them up, but they still. But they kept getting back up and <laughs> letting them get you taking shots to get knocked back down. It was. Uh, it, it, it was, was fun <laughs> because every time the Bears like got that touchdown and it felt like there's maybe a little bit of hope that started to flow through that team, the Packers just shut the there door. There was again. no hope in Whoville uh, for much of that game last night for most uh, most Bear fans. You can get <laughs> no into the show, A447703776. The Bears need to pull their head out of their behinds. The Packers now just got to make sure they don't get too high as the weeks continue. We're going to talk about the Wisconsin Badgers who Whoa. didn't win on Saturday, but they had a chance, felt very much like the Badgers and Gary Anderson's rookie season, and they went out west with Pac-12 officials and lost on a dubious call against Arizona State that I think would have made them 2-0. and uh, I don't know what that means, but it felt like the Badgers could have stole a game and then they got it stolen from them. They didn't deserve to win that game, but they could have if the correct calls would have been made. We'll talk about that with Chris Orr. The Badgers could have been a winner. We're all winners. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Last month in August, there was over $12 million in jackpots. One month, $12 million in jackpots at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Biggest win so far this year. 
$258,000. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We'll talk to Chris Orr, former Badger, coming up next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. On 100.5 ESPN, brought to you by Carbon World Health. Mordecai sacked and a fumble. He put it on the ground. Cougar ball. They outplayed us. I don't know what more you can say about it. I don't know who this team is. Yeah. I'm watching the Wisconsin Badgers, and I don't know what I'm watching. You don't go from six and six to week one. You're a top twenty team in the country. It's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Throws it again and he's hit and sacked for the second time. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Chris Orr joining the show, former Badger. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. And we're going to get to hear from Chris Orr in a a second. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Also by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, the official barbecue joint of Rutledge and Hamilton. And Chris, I heard your clip and it made me think here that I felt guilty of this, that I expected a, on the NFL side of it, a three-win Chicago Bears team to be ready to compete uh, in the NFL and be looking really good week one. And they've added players, but I probably outsourced my expectations. And I heard your clip. <laughs> We're expecting a 6-6 six and six team to be a top 25 team week one, now week two. Uh, all that being said, Chris, I want to get to this part of it. My takeaway from the game was, the Badgers were not the better team, but they did play well in the second half, well enough in the second half to steal a game, except the officials kind of disallowed them from being able to steal that game with two completely whiffed calls. It felt like the Badgers with Stave at Arizona State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not buying that, man. I'm not buying that. I don't think the game was solely on those calls. No, not solely. And I said the, ba- the Badgers could have stolen it because that would have tied the true, game true. and they got the ball back. It's not solely on they, it. They could have. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, we still could have stole it because uh, after the no safety call, mm-hmm. we got a we got a Tim had a good return out to the plus thirty five, yep. and then we get fifteen yard penalty back aside of field goal position. We get off the field. Um, and then even after the fumble, we got a chance to stop them, and, and we don't, even if we just held them to three. But even if you go to the point of – even if you simply just take away that 15-yarder after Tim's punt, mm-hmm. even if we don't come away with a touchdown, we come away with three, man, we're up. Yep. We're up, and that's a completely different game. Oh, I, I'm going to be honest. I had those high expectations. I thought, there ain't going to be growing pains. They're gonna. This new coaching staff's gonna step in and figure it out. And I, I think it. It felt like they wanted to stay. It feels like they're stuck in between this air raid offense and this classic Badgers smash mouth football. And I feel like they're they're just struggling to find their identity on the field. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They're definitely struggling to find their identity. 
And I, I would say that, if I'm being honest, they're not doing a good job of meshing uh, the last schemes with the new schemes because it's hard to go from a pro-style offense completely to air raid. Like, I would love for I – w- I would love to even, – even if it's just out of the pistol formation, even if it's still gun, I would love for Braylon – at 245 pounds to be running downhill just to get us out of a bind because he has the body and the frame to do that. And he's done it. He's done it his first two years as a Badger. He can definitely still do it now. But also, I man, I I I want to talk about the defense. I I I can't. I hate seeing a three man rush. I, I think we need to get back to bringing four plus that's what these guys are recruited for that's what they've been accustomed to for these years and when you just try to go completely a wall on that it's 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 hard to get on the same page absolutely yeah. on that part of it now with that i mean when you say bring four does that just mean at least similar to like the three four defense where you're bringing more guys it doesn't have to be four guys lined up right right exactly it doesn't have to be four guys lined up on a defensive line like we, we did it a little bit in the second half. We started uh, involving our backers more uh, early in the game. Jake Cheney got a sack, and then uh, Muma got a sack, and Hunter was in the backfield. So, like, just getting those guys a little more active to create some type of change, create some type of momentum, because we were searching for momentum and confidence the entire game, and we just never got it. How much of missing Taylor in that? Because the defense got better in the second half. I mean, how much did uh, getting uh, Taylor, who was suspended, I think for the first, or Turner, excuse me, who was suspended for the first half back in that game? Because it did seem like that helped. I mean, I I don't disagree with you on the scheme thing. There was definitely issues, but it did seem like that helped a little bit. Yeah, no, it definitely seemed like that helped. That's always a help, usually, when you get a guy back. And he, he's a he's definitely a leader on that team. He's somebody that's established. He's made plays his entire career here. And every every one of his teammates knows knows that. The staff knows him. I know Coach Tressel tried to recruit him at uh, Michigan State. But, um, yeah, it definitely helps because it provides some type of, like, emotional relief. It's like, oh, man, like, everybody's at the fight now. Like, everybody's here now. We were down one. Everybody's here, and I think it did help. But I think uh, I think they need to go back to just you know schematically and like because if we want to talk about the talent, like this is the most on paper, this is the most talented Wisconsin football team that we've ever had. You know, the 2021 recruiting class was the highest recruiting class one, but then you add in some of these transfers like C.J. Williams, Bryson Green, even uh, Mordecai coming as an established guy as a senior. Like this is a talented roster, so it's definitely. I wouldn't say it's a talent issue, but at the same time, this for the for the majority of this roster, the same roster was here last year too. And I know that uh, we we didn't have the best quarterback play, but I, I'll tell you this: that was not the only issue. Absolutely. One more thing I have, just on personnel wise for the Badgers, and I don't know when Mullins will return, but how much do you think Isaiah Mullins could have helped? Yeah, I, I, I don't know to be honest, but uh, I think he could have helped for sure. If if anything at least helping guys get uh stay fresh. You know, I think uh James Thompson provided a lot of pressure out of the three man rush just by winning up front. So it's just that when you play a quarterback, especially somebody like Cam Ward, and I don't know if they'll play a quarterback uh as dangerous as him. Uh yes, maybe yes. somebody that might be a, a a better like pocket passer or whatever the case is, but somebody that can hurt you on a play play in, play out basis like Cam Ward, I don't know if they'll see him again, but playing somebody like him you can't uh, drop eight defenders and only have three rushing. 
because even though you had the numbers and coverage, all you have to do as a receiver is find a soft spot and, and he can hit you. Or he can he's going to have so much time. And he can, if you can easily buy time with a three-man rush, especially with his athleticism, and it hurt us for the second year in a row. Talking with uh, former Badger Chris Sor, I was referencing Isaiah Mullins, the defensive tackle for the Badgers, who is out. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I'm Jim Rutledge. He's Matt Hamilton. Yeah, and uh, Chris, I was just curious. If, if you were to pick out one thing you saw on uh, this Badgers team as like a weakness that you would want to fix for the next week and moving forward, what would be that one like? What would you call the fatal flaw for the Badgers this week? Oh, that's a great question. I, I think, in all honesty, I don't even think it's the uh, it, – if I was going to change something, it wouldn't be too much with the X's and O's because this is what we've been working. But I think it's the energy and, and the mindset of the team. Like You can you can definitely see that in the team. Right. The team, they, they didn't provide their own juice. That's, that's something that you always hear when you talk about, you know, football players and teams going into these hostile environments on the road. You know that when you get there, the crowd's not going to be loud when your defense is out there on third down. They're not going to be celebrating your touchdowns. So all their energy has to come from you. And you have to have, like, blind confidence and blind faith that, hey, even though we're down, well, at one, say at one point we were down 24-6 or 24-9, even though we're down, we know that this is because of what we're doing and not because they're just dominating us. We're, we're lacking somewhere, some way. Either we're getting beat one-on-one or we're having miscommunications or whatever the case is. We need to get on the same page, and we have that confidence because of the work that we put in. But that's on your leadership, you know, both players and coaches, to get that message through. It, you have to – that has to filter through from Coach Fickle all the way to the scout team. Like, the scout team has to feel like they can go out there and they can win this game too, and everybody else has to feel that way as well. Your leaders have to feel like, man, just give me the ball, I'm going to make it happen. Like, this is – that's the hard part about being a leader is when nothing's going well – you as a leader, you have to go make that play. You have to create something. Absolutely. It's that. It's like that Rocky Balboa quote. It doesn't matter how hard you hit. It's how hard you can get hit and yep. keep moving forward. Yeah. That's yeah. how winning is done. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a great point because you look at this game and the way it was breaking down, the Badgers at halftime, they're demoralized. This It's a 9-24 yeah. to 24 game at halftime. Like you, In curling, I could shake. I could quit. I could say I could see the writing on the wall and be like this this ain't gonna happen. But the Badgers they gotta go back out and they gotta play two more quarters of football. You gotta be right. able to be and this this I'm not blaming on the players. I think this comes from the top down. The coaches need to make sure everybody on that team believes that you're still in these games. And the Badgers yeah. did try and make a push there at the end, but too little too late. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It, it comes from the top down for sure, and they did they did make a push. But where you saw it come up again was uh, after the fumble call. We we were deflated once again, and yeah. essentially just let them walk all over us. And it's like that sense of pride, basically, in saying because in all reality, they really had a chance to go win that game. Even after that fumble, you still had a chance, especially when when you see how fast the air raid could move down the field with Tanner Mordecai and, and uh, Coach Longo and this new offense, it can definitely be done. It's not like we're saying, oh, you get a stop and we got two minutes left and we're in a pro-style offense where everybody knows we're going to pass if we come out in, a, in an air raid set. 
you're you're not in that you're not in that situation no more. You can score like dynamite. You can score in one play. That was honestly, I feel like that was the big thing that uh, Coach Longo and this air raid offense was going to bring was the fact that okay, we play some style defense. Yeah, we put up some points, but then we might give up some at a crucial time. We need to go score quick, and mm-hmm. you can definitely do that. So they have to have that confidence in saying. Like, from a defense perspective, when you go back out there, you got to say, all we got to do is get a stop. They leave here with no more than three, or we get a turnover, and our offense is going to go score, and we're going to go win this game. You have to you have to nurture and feed that mindset, though. Yeah. Talking with former Badger Chris Sore, last question I have for you before we let you out is, two weeks in a row now, the Badgers have looked pretty pedestrian, if not worse, in the mm-hmm. first half. But then the second half, like, they do come out with some schematic changes. They seem to come out with better energy, more organized. What? Right. How can we get that to happen coming out of the locker room? Play two quarters before the game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you come with halftime energy at the beginning of the game. I'm tired of seeing I'm tired of seeing Tanner Mertzakai. It's basically that's what I don't want to see anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Oh man, y'all hilarious. No, but I think I think the way you get that energy is like it has to be in Coach Sickles' messaging to the team throughout the entire week. Hey, we're doing a great job finishing these games or creating some type of push, but we need to punch first. Right now, we're just we're just counter punching. We need to punch first. We need to swing first. And you do that in your play calling, in your messaging to the team, getting your leaders together. However, this team responds to whatever gets this team's energy going. You start that today. They started that today, or even yesterday. You know, in their post-game meetings and flush out or whatever. But also in the play calling, like, if we get the ball first this Saturday, uh, man, you tell you tell Tanner Mordecai, hey, we're taking a shot first play. We're taking a shot the very first play. We're going to try to start this thing fast. You do it in, with the kick return on special teams. We're drawing up just whatever kick return to try to get us in the end zone. Something to spark us fast. Something that gets us on our high horse quick. Mm-hmm. To this. To then to the point where it's like, oh, bro, all you got to do now is finish, and you've been doing that for the most part. So, yeah, it, it, it's just got to be in the messaging all week and in the play calling. I, I want to see them come out pissed off and ready to punish Georgia Southern. Yeah, I like it. It's going to be a bounce-back game for the Badgers. Let's beat the snot out of Georgia Southern. Shorten some feel, necks. Shorten some necks and feel better uh, going forward. Chris, thanks so much for uh, hopping on the show. No problem, man. Appreciate y'all having me. That is former Badger Chris Orr, and he is brought to you by Simmons Chevy and North South Seafood Smokehouse. He will join us every Monday to talk Badger football. Sometimes we'll talk some Packers and other things, but right now we wanted to focus on the ugly Badger game. They almost were able to steal one, but we'll talk some more about the Wisconsin Badgers. Obviously get back to the Green Bay Packers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Field stands in, delivers, intercepted. Play Walker's got it. Looking for blocks. Walker still on his feet. Walker still going, looking for the end zone. Play Walker is in. Touchdown. I'm one day away from home. Overreaction Monday. Live from the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by. 
Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge of the Mountains Blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Prime time. Wolves shine behind the glass. We're going to get back to Overreaction Monday. Taking your calls, 844-770-3776. If you're just tuning in, you're expecting Scalzo and Brust. That show, no longer Greg Scalzo off to the old host farm, I guess. Uh, no, Greg Scalzo. <laughs> is now market manager for ESPN Milwaukee, which means he's a busy fellow, which means two to four now is K... is What is it? KBN. KBN. <laughs> I just know how to say their names. The so. law firm of... KBN, yes. Kyle uh, Bruston-Norman. KBN two to four, and then Rutledge and Hamilton four to six. And if you don't know, I'm a Bears fan, so you can call and make fun of me uh, for my stupid life choice. 844-770-3776. You also can overreact. To the Packers win, Sadler of the Pat McAfee Show chimes in. (laughs) Sadler says, my best friend and co-teammate is a Bears fan. Wait a minute. It's you, judgmental Jim Bears fan. I watched the Packers game. The bad blood between the Packers and Bears is still there and alive. We all saw it with our own eyes. The fight on the sideline and cheap shots. The Bears stink so much they need Iron Jock. (laughs) Yes, Sadler, get some. I mean... He raises a valid point. They could use some Iron Jack. <laughs> Daniel Sloth chimes in. I think it's an overreaction if people think this is going to continue all year for Green Bay. Once team get film on Love, and we'll, we will see a decline, and we'll then see how Love rises above the adversity, and we'll determine what we ultimately have. Yes, Daniel. Honestly, it's the whole year. It's even into is next it year. Tamper Expectation Tuesday? Because That's I thought it was overreaction Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Madison chimes in. I don't want to. I don't see the point of mediocre Mordecai bringing uh, Lock. I prefer uh, Tanner. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? Tanner uh, Mordecai. Tanner Mordecai. That's the new name for Tanner Mordecai until other until proven otherwise. Until proven otherwise. On this show, it is Tanner Mordecai. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll change. Let's get out to John and Madison. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What's on your mind on an overreaction Monday? I just want to comment to Rutledge that um, Justin Fields will never have a game where he was 8 of 10 on third and fourth down with two touchdowns and 144 yards Okay, in his career. All right, John. You uh, So far, I think you're right. Now, he might have done that, including running, but we'll give it to you, John. Thanks for the call. I mean, Love was fantastic in, in, in the big moments of that game. And now, granted, yes. great pocket, great protection, no, all day to throw. But the, the receivers were able to get open, and he executed when he needed to. Look, so. I, look, I'm here. I cannot sit here and say Justin Fields is going to be the thing. But here's here's the thing from my part of it. Just like Packer fans don't have to be married to Jordan Love, I'm not mm-hmm. married to Justin Fields. The Chicago Bears have Carolina's number one overall pick. Carolina just got housed by Atlanta. So the Bears might end up with the number one overall pick from Carolina. And if Justin Fields ain't it, they might have a top ten pick of their own which means they have two cracks at getting a guy, uh, whether it's Williams from USC or it is uh, May from UNC. Like The Bears are far away. If Justin Fields ain't it, they're going to get another bite at the apple. So right. that is what it is for me, but that's not what it's about today. It is Overreaction Monday. What do we got for breaking news? Oh, is that a breaking news sounder? Well, what is that? <laughs> that's that's the draft selection sounder oh. from ESPN. I'm saying they're going to select a new Sorry. quarterback. In the oh. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's yes. fair. That's I fair. thought that's there was good. breaking news too. I Same. turned and looked. Primetime Wall Shine threw his curveball. That's us. We missed. <laughs> yeah, we did. We were like Pedro Serrano in Major League and just took a big cut. You yeah. give us the fastball, Wall Shine, we can handle it. We hit. It. We'll crush it. 
But otherwise, you give us curveball, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, there was a spitball right there. Yeah, I can't guys. do that. Ron of the Key chimes in on our Iron Jock Overreaction Monday question, which uh, we are asking, will Jordan Love be better or have a better career than Aaron Rodgers? 60, or actually 70% of you say no. Ron of the Key chimes in, a better career? Who are these people? I bet all the money he won't win a Super Bowl, he won't win an MVP, and he won't be in the Hall of Fame because no QBs do all those things, and Aaron did Two and is a lock for the third. It's a great point, yeah. but this is not temper yeah. Tuesday. Like, like I think Quay Walker is going to score four more touchdowns this year. Robin How's Madison chimes in. How about the non-Rogers offensive scheme input? It was a great. St- you know, I thoroughly impressed with Lafleur. We haven't yes. really talked about, it, and we'll get to the level meter next. But I'm not trying to take down what Love did, but the difference, and this is by design. I used to say this all the time. The Packers win football games, reason one, two, three, four, and five. Aaron Rodgers in the past. Yeah. I would say if I'm ranking them, Matt LaFleur, and then the offensive line, the defensive line, Goody, because he's the one to put all those players in there, <laughs> and I'll put that with the defense, and then I'll put Love at five. And that's Why don't, we, knock pull on Love. Why don't we pull who the hero who's the hero of the Packer game? We go LaFleur, Aaron Jones, Love, or the linemen. Offense and defense. Trenches. Trenches. Yeah. All right. 844-770-3776. That will be our secondary Iron Jack poll question. It's going to be love because everyone loves the quarterback, which is fine. Right, but we can all make our cases for all the other spots because I – you today, right now, if someone came up to me and told me wanted to make a case for any of those four, I could buy it. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely won in the trenches. Aaron Jones was amazing. Jordan Love might have thrown 60%, but he was like 80% or 90 or 85% on third and fourth down. Like the time when you want him to be great, he was great. And then the scheme was obviously fantastic, getting guys open, playing guys into space. Matt LaFleur was fantastic. So like, I think all of these are great answers. Jordan Love's going to be kind of the obvious one because he was the leader of the team, first game as a starter, took it on the road at Soldier Field, like... You gotta be excited. You There's, couldn't have asked for yeah. a better start to your career as a as an NFL football player. Like you're the starter for the Green Bay Packers. You're playing the oldest rivalry. You were the, in the least history. pressured quarterback in NFL the lot since the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing. And then you got your shot and you took it. And you made and look and you did what you had to do. You yeah. looked good. I would say this. I will say this. Shout out to our good friend Melvin Gordon. Uh, he has been promoted from the Ravens practice squad. Yeah, I feel bad for J.K. Dobbins, but feel good for our guy Melvin Gordon, friend of show, uh, former ESPN Madison intern. He's done plenty of stuff with us, so happy to see he is promoted to the Ravens roster. We will get to the level meter on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.